Okay, so we're on page 302, number 44, chapter 9 in the Visuddhimagga. And Aurora, would you start us off? Yes, 44. Now it is by means of one of those jhanas, beginning with the first, that he dwells pervading intent upon one direction, with his heart endued with loving kindness. Likewise the second direction, likewise the third direction, likewise the fourth direction, and so above, below, and around. Everywhere and equally he dwells pervading the entire world, with his heart endued with loving kindness, abundant, exalted, measureless, free from enmity and free from affliction. From this versatility comes about only in one whose consciousness has reached absorption in the, the first jhana and the rest. And here in youth with loving kindness means possessing loving kindness. With, this, with his heart, setasa, with his mind, sitena, one direction, this refers to any one direction in which a being is first discerned and means pervasion of the beings including, included in that one direction. Pervading, touching, making his object, he dwells Biharati. He causes the occurrence of an abiding Bihara dwelling or continuation in postures that is devoted to the divine abidings. Mm. Likewise, the second, just as he dwells providing any one directions among those, beginning with the eastern one, so he does with the next one, and the third and the fourth is the meaning. So above, in that same way, in the upper direction is what is meant. Below, around, so too the lower direction and the direction all around. Herein, below is underneath and around is in the intermediate directions. So he sends his heart full of loving kindness back and forth in all directions like a horse in a circus ground. Up to this point specified, pervasion with loving kindness is shown in the discernment of each direction separately. Hi Sanka, we're on page 303, number 47. Everywhere, etc. is said for the purpose of showing unspecified pervasion. Here, herein, everywhere means in all places. Equally, sabata tatya, to all classed as inferior, medium, superior, friendly, hostile, neutral, etc. Just as to oneself, atata, equality with oneself, atasamata, without making the distinction. This is another being, is what is meant. Or alternatively, equally, is with the whole state of mind, not reserving even a little, is what is meant. Higher, Sabawant, possessing all beings, Sabasatawant, associated with all beings, the meaning, world is the world of beings. Endured with loving kindness is said again here in order to introduce the synonyms beginning with abundant, or alternatively, 
endured with loving kindness is repeated because the word likewise or the word so is not repeated here as it was in the case of preceding specified pervasion. Or alternatively, it is said as a way of concluding. An abundance should be regarded here as abundance in pervading, but it is exalted in plane from the sensual sphere, plane to fine material sphere plane. Measureless through familiarity and through having measureless beings as its object, free from enmity, through abandonment of ill will and hostility and free from affliction through abandonment of grief without suffering is what is meant. This is the meaning of the versatility described in this way beginning with, the, with his heart endued with loving kindness. And just as this verse Versatility is successful only in one whose mind has reached a, a absorption. So too, that described in the Bodhisattva should be understood to be successful only in one whose mind has reached absorption. That is to say, the mind, the mind deliverance of loving kindness is practiced with unspecified pervasion in fact. The mind deliverance of loving kindness is practiced with specified pervasion in seven ways. The mind deliverance of loving kindness is practiced with directional pervasion in ten ways. And herein, the mind deliverance of loving kindness is practiced with unspecified pervasion in these five ways. May all beings be free from enmity, affliction, and anxiety, and live happily. May all breathing things, all creatures, all persons, all those who have a personality, be free from enmity, affliction, and anxiety, and live happily. The mind deliverance of loving kindness is practiced with specified provision in these seven ways. May all women be free from enmity, affliction, and anxiety, and live happily. May all men, all noble ones, all not noble ones, all deities, all human beings, all in states of loss, be free from enmity, affliction, and anxiety, and live happily. The mind deliverance of loving kindness is practiced with directional pervasion in these ten ways. May all beings in the eastern direction be free from enmity, affliction, and anxiety, and live happily. May all beings in the western direction, northern direction, southern direction, eastern intermediate direction, western intermediate direction, 
northern intermediate direction, southern intermediate direction, downward direction, upward direction, be free from any enmity, affliction, and anxiety, and live happily. May all breathing things in the eastern direction, may all creatures in the eastern direction, may all persons in the eastern directions, may all have a personality in the eastern direction, etc. In the upper direction, be free from enmity, affliction, and anxiety, and live happily. May all women in the eastern direction, may all men in the eastern direction, may all noble ones in the eastern direction, may all not noble ones in the eastern direction, may all the deities in the eastern directions, may all human beings in the eastern direction, May all those in states of loss in the eastern direction, etc., be free, free from enmity, affliction, and anxiety, and live happily. Sorry, uh, when yeah, may all beings be free from affliction. Isn't that more uh, Karuna instead of uh, Metta? Indeed, it seems like that to me. So it's uh, more like a mixture of, uh, like a hybrid of Karuna and Metta, this meditation. Well, let's see when we get to Karuna what he's gonna, how he's gonna differentiate the two. Okay. Herein or signifies inclusion without exception. Beings, satta, they are held, satta, gripped, visatta, by desire and greed for the aggregates beginning with materiality, thus they are beings, satta. For this is said by the Blessed One. Any desire for matter, rather, any greed for it, any delight in it, any craving for it, has held, satta, it, has gripped visatta, it, that is why a being, satta, is said. But in ordinary speech, this term of common usage is applied also to those who are without greed, just as the term of common usage, palm fan, talawanta, is used for different sorts of fans in general, even if made of split bamboo. However, in the world, etymologists, Akara Chintaka, who do not consider meaning, have it that it is a mere name, while those who do consider meaning have it that a being, Satta, is so called with reference to the bright principle, Satta. I like that. I think that's the first time I've heard someone said, however, in the world, whatever that means. The world, people who do not consider meaning have it that it is a mere name. <laughs> you don't get that often in these texts. Usually they try to find meaning in everything. Sometimes it is just a name. 
I didn't realize they had the study of entomology way back then. Akara chintaka means thinking about thinking about the letters. I guess it means entomologist. Interesting. Breathing things, panya, so-called because of their state of breathing, pananat. The meaning is because their existence depends on in-breaths and out-breaths. Creatures, buta, so-called because of being, butata equals becomingness. The meaning is because of their being fully become, sumbutata, because of their being generated, abhinibhatantata, persons, pugala, pum, is what hell is called. They fall, galanti, is the meaning. Personality, atabawa, is what the physical body is called. Or it is just the pentad of aggregates, since it is actually only a concept derived from that pentad of aggregates. What is referred to is included periyapana in that personality, thus it has a personality. Atabawa pariyapana, included in, is delimited by, gone into, is the meaning. And all the remaining terms should be understood as synonyms for all beings, used in accordance with ordinary speech as in the case of the term beings. Of course, there are other synonyms too for all beings, such as all folks, all souls, etc. Still, it is for clarity's sake that the mind deliverance of loving kindness is with unspecified ways is said, is said, and that only these five are mentioned. Those who would have it that not only a mere verbal difference between beings breathing things, etc., but also an actual difference are contradicted by the mention of unspied pervasion. So instead of taking the meaning in that way, the unspecified pervasion with loving-kindness is done in any one of these five ways. And here, may all beings be free from amity is one absorption, absorption, free from afflict, affli affliction is one absorption, free from affliction, Abhijja is free from afflictedness. Biyapada Rahita, free from anxiety, is one absorption. Free from anxiety is free from suffering. May they live happily is one absorption. Consequently, he should do his 
pervading with loving kindness, according to whichever of these phrases is clear to him. So, with the four kinds of absorption in each of the five ways, there are twenty kinds of absorption in unspecified pervasion. In specified pervasion, with the four kinds of absorption in each of the seven ways, there are twenty-eight kinds of absorption. And here, women, woman, and man, are stated according to sex, noble ones and not noble ones, according to noble ones and ordinary people, deities and human beings, and those in states of loss, according to the kind of rebirth. In directional pervasion, with twenty kinds of absorption, in each of the directions, beginning with all things in the eastern direction. There are two hundred kinds of absorption, and with twenty-eight kinds in each of the directions, beginning with all women in the eastern direction, there are two hundred and eighty kinds. So these make four hundred and eighty kinds of absorption. Consequently, all the kinds of absorption mentioned in the Pati Sambida amount to five hundred and twenty-eight. So when this meditator develops the mind deliverance of loving kindness through any one of these kinds of, of absorption, he obtains the eleven advantages described in the way beginning. A man sleeps in comfort. Saying sleeps in comfort means that instead of sleeping uncomfortably, turning and snoring as other people do, he sleeps comfortably. He falls asleep as thought entering, entering upon an attainment. He wakes in comfort. Instead of waking uncomfortably, groaning and yawning and turning over as others do, he wakes comfortably without contortions like a lotus opening. He dreams no evil dreams. When he sees dreams, he sees only auspicious ones, as though he were worshipping, as though he were making an offering, as though he were hearing the Dhamma. But he does not see evil dreams as others do, as though being surrounded by bandits, as though being threatened by wild beasts, as though falling into chasms. He is dear to human beings. He is as dear to and beloved by human beings as a necklace worn to hang on the chest, as a wreath adorning the head. He is dear to non-human beings. He is just as dear to non-human beings as he is not to human being. As in the elder Wisaka's case, he was a Landowner, it seems at Padaliputta Panna. While he was living there, he heard this: the island of Temp 
Ba Bani Sri Lanka apparently is adorned with a diadem of shines and gleams with the yellow cloth, and there men can sit lie. The abodes are favorable. The people are favorable. The Dharma to be heard is favorable, and all these favorable things are easily obtained there. Those are the five sapaya. By the way, I should remember those. Oh wait, let me see. There is the climate, abodes, people, dhamma. I'm just missing the fifth. The fifth is uh, the postures, but that's nothing to do with the uh, place. First four have to do with place, but the fifth one is suitable posture. And sometimes a different sitting is better, sometimes walking is better. But you need favorable or, or comfortable. And these all have to be appropriate. A good thing to remember. He made over his fortune to his wife and children and left his home with only a single dukat or kahapana sewn into the hem of his garment. He stopped for one month on the sea coast in expectation of a ship, and meanwhile, by his skill in trading, he made a thousand during the month by buying goods here and selling them there in lawful enterprise. Eventually, he came to the great monastery, Mahavihara, at Anuradhapura, and there he asked for the going forth into homelessness. When he was being conducted to the chapter house, Sima, for the going forth ceremony, the purse containing the thousand pieces dropped out from under his belt. When asked, what is that? He replied, it is a thousand ducats, venerable sirs. They told him, lay follower. It is not possible to distribute them after going forth. Distribute them now. Then he said, Let none who have come to the scene of Wisaka's going forth depart empty-handed. And opening the purse, he strewed them over the chapter house yard, after which he received the going forth and the full admission. When he, when he had acquired five years, seniority and had become familiar with the two codes. He celebrated the Pavarana at the end of the reigns, took a meditation subject that suited him and set out to wander, living for four months in each monastery and doing the duties on a basis of equality with the residents, while he was wandering in this way. The elder halted in a wood to scan the tenor of his way. He thundered for this round delay, proclaiming that he found it good. So from your full admission day till in this place you paused and stood, no stumbling mars you be good, be thankful for such grace, I say.
On this way to Sitalapabata, he, he came to a road fork and stood wondering which turn to take. Then a deity living in a row held out and hand pointing out the road to him. He came to the Chittalapabata monastery. After he had stayed there for four months, he lay down thinking, In the morning I depart. Then a deity living in a manila tree at the end of the walk sat down on a step of the stair and burst into tears. The elder asked, Who is that? It is I, Manilia. Venerable sir, what are you weeping for? Because you are going away. What good does my living here to you? Venerable sir, as long as you live here, non-human beings treat each other kindly. Now when you are gone, they will start quarrels and lose talk. The elder said, If my living here makes you live at peace, that is good. And so he stayed there another four months. Then he again thought of leaving, but the deity wept as before. And so the elder lived on there, and it was there that he attained Nibbana. This is how a bhikkhu who abides in loving-kindness is dear to non-human beings. Deities guard him. Deities guard him as a mother and father guard their child. Fire, poison and weapons do not affect him. They do not affect, do not enter into the body of one who abides in loving-kindness, like the fire in the case of the lay woman devotee Uttara, uh, like the poison in the case of uh, the Samyutta reciter, the elder Chulasiva, like the knife uh, in the case of the novice uh, Sankhika. They do not disturb the body, is what is meant. And they tell the story of the cow here too. A cow was giving milk to her calf. It seems a hunter thinking I should shoot her flourished a long handled spear in his hand and flung it. It struck her body and must off like a palm leaf, and that was owing neither to excess nor to absorption, but simply to the strength of her consciousness of love for her cough. So, mightily powerful is loving kindness. Some of these stories, we're going to start getting more stories in the next chapters. Uh, some of them are a little bit difficult to believe, but some of them are quite heartwarming. The story of Uttara is one that was mentioned. She's the one who um, had butter, hot, uh, hot butter dropped on her. And out of loving kindness, we'll, we'll get to that in the Dhammapada eventually. But uh, because she had such loving kindness for the person doing it and for everyone, it didn't it didn't hurt her at all. Uh, Sankicha is a little bit weird. Knife, uh, knife doesn't 
I tried to stick a knife in him and it does it bends back on itself. It's interesting that the, the meta extended to animals here too. Yeah, that one's a bit uh, a bit funny. Panthea was and somehow uh the queen of I think King Kosala wasn't wasn't she? And uh, the other queen tried to burn her with oil. That's that's this one, that's Uttara. Oh, that is Uttara, okay. Samavati was, they they did burn her alive and she did die. I see. From her bad karma in a past life. Okay. His mind is easily concentrated. The mind of one who abides in loving kindness is quickly concentrated. There is no sluggishness about it. The expression on his face is strange. His face has a serene expression, like a palmyra fruit loosened from its stem. He dies unconfused. There is no dying deluded from one who abides in loving kindness. He passes away undeluded as if falling asleep. If he penetrates no higher, if he is unable to reach higher than the attainment of loving kindness and attain anhanship, then when he falls from this life, he repairs in the Brahma world as one who wakes up from sleep. This is the detailed explanation of the development of loving kindness. Compassion. Compassion. One who wants to develop compassion should begin his task by reviewing the danger and lack of compassion, the advantage in compassion. And when he begins it, he should not direct it at first towards the dear, etc. persons. For one who is dear simply retains the position who is dear. A very dear companion retains the position of a very dear companion. One who is neutral retains the position of one who is neutral. One who is antipathetic retains the position of one who is antipathetic. And one who is hostile retains the position of one who is hostile. One of the opposite sex and one who is dead are also not the field for it. In the Vibhanga it is said, and how does a bhikkhu dwell pervading one direction with his heart endued with compassion? Just as he would feel compassion on seeing an unlucky, unfortunate person, so he pervades all beings with compassion. Therefore, first of all, on seeing a wretched man, unlucky, unfortunate in every way, a fit object for compassion, unsightly, reduced to utter misery, with hands and feet cut off, sitting in the shelter for the helpless with a pot placed before him, with a mass of maggots oozing from his arms and legs, moaning, compassion should be felt for him in this way. This being has indeed been reduced to misery, if only he could be freed from this suffering. But if he does not encounter such a person, then he can arouse compassion for an evil-doing person, even though he is happy by comparing him to one about to be executed. How? Suppose a robber has been caught with stolen goods, 
and in accordance with the king's command to execute him, the king's men bind him and lead him off to the place of execution, giving him a hundred blows in sets of four. Then people give him things to chew and eat, and also garlands and perfumes, uh, un unguents and beetle leaves. Although he goes along eating and enjoying these things as though he were happy and well off, still no one fancies that he is really happy and well off. On the contrary, people feel compassion for him, thinking this poor wretch is now about to die. Every step he takes brings him nearer to the presence of death. So Tabikku, who medit whose meditation subject is compassion, should arouse compassion for an evil-doing person, even if he is happy. Though this poor wretch is now happy, cheerful, enjoying his wealth, still for, still for want of even one good deed done now in any one of the three doors of body, speech and mind, he can come to the experience untold suffering in the states of loss. Having aroused compassion for that person in that way, he should next arouse compassion for a dear person, next for a neutral, neutral person, and next for a hostile person, successively in the same way. But if resentment towards the hostile person arises in the way already described, he should make it subside in the he should make it subside in the way described under loving kindness. And here too, when someone has done profitable deeds and the meditator sees or hears that he has been overtaken by one of the kinds of ruin, beginning with the ruin of health, relatives, property, etc., he deserves the meditator's compassion. And so he does too, in any case, even with no such ruin. Thus, in reality he is unhappy, because he is not exempt from the suffering of the round of becoming. And in the way already described, the meditator should break down the barriers between the four kinds of people, that is to say himself, the dear person, the neutral person, and the hostile person. Then, cultivating that sign, developing it, and repeatedly practicing it, he should increase the absorption by the triple and quadruple jhana in the way already stated under loving-kindness. So it appears, um, potentially, there's a... I mean, I do agree with what Sanko, what you were suggesting, that that's how I would understand karuna, the idea, may they be free from suffering, but it seems to be more focused on the realization that the person is suffering. Um, but it, that doesn't mean too much to me, but it means a little bit, I suppose. We should keep reading through this, but it's more like this person is suffering, the knowledge of their suffering, the appreciation of the fact that they're in a bad state, which I mean, it's, it, it pretty much leads to the idea, may they be free from it. I see. And the objective of karuna meditation is one way to get uh, reduce cruelty in the mind. Is that correct? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, it's the difference between anger and cruelty, right? We'll come to that. That's, that's Well, we'll do that next week, I think. We'll probably finish up before we get there, but it's at the end of the section. Sure, Bhante.
But the order given in the Anguttara commentary is that a hostile person should first be made the object of compassion. Mind has been made manageable with respect to him. Next, the unlucky person, next, the dear, and next, oneself. That does not agree with the text. An unlucky, unfortunate person. Therefore, he should begin the development, break down the barriers, and increase absorption only in the way stated here. Hi, Dar. We're on page 309, number 83. Hello, and thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, just what? Very well. Dar, do we need to give you a turn to catch up, or you actually popped in just as it was your turn to read? That was funny. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> yeah, that was perfect timing. We're on page 309, number 83. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't know. After that, the... Uh, this, um, this, this, Oh my gosh, it's all jumbled. Sorry, one moment. After that, versatility consisting in the un unspecified pervasion uh, in five ways, the specified pervasion in seven ways, and the directional pervasion in ten ways, and the advantages described as he sleeps in comfort, etc., should be understood in the same way as given under loving kindness. This is the detailed explanation of the development of compassion. Gladness. One who begins the development of gladness should not start with the dear person and the rest. For a dear person is not uh, the proximate cause of gladness, merely in virtue of dearness, how much less the neutral and the hostile person. One of the opposite sex, sex and one who is dead are also not the field for it. However, the very dear companion can be the proximate cause for it. One who is in the commentaries is called a boon companion, for he is constantly glad. He laughs first and he speaks afterwards. So he should be the first to be pervaded with gladness or unseeing or hearing about the dear, a dear person being happy, cheerful and glad. Gladness can be a roast us. This being is indeed glad. How good, how excellent. For this is what is referred to in the Banga. And how does a bhikkhu dwell pervading 
one direction with his heart endued. With gladness, just as he would be glad on seeing a dear and beloved person, so he pervades all beings with gladness. But if his boon companion or the dear person was happy in the past, but is now unlucky and unfortunate, then gladness can still be aroused by remembering his past happiness and apprehending the glad aspect in this way. In the past he had great wealth, a great following, and he was always glad. Or gladness can be aroused by apprehending the future glad aspect in him in this way. In the future he will again enjoy similar success and will go about in gold palanquins on the backs of elephants or on horseback and so on. Having thus aroused gladness with respect to a dear person, he can then direct it successively towards a neutral one and after that towards a hostile one. But if resentment towards the hostile one arises, him, arises in him in the way already described, he should make it subside in the same way as described under loving kindness. He should break down the barriers by means of mental impartiality towards the four that is, towards these three and himself. And by cultivating that sign, developing and repeatedly practicing it, he should increase the absorption to triple and quadruple jhana in the way already stated under loving-kindness. Next, the versatility consisting in unspecified pervasion in five ways, specified pervasion in seven ways, and directional pervasion in ten ways, and also the advantages described as he sleeps in comfort, etc., should be understood in the same way as stated under loving-kindness. This is the detailed explanation of the development of gladness. Equanimity. One who wants to develop equanimity must have already obtained the triple or quadruple jhana in loving-kindness and so on. He should emerge from the third jhana in the fourfold reckoning after he has made it from made it familiar and he should see danger in the former three divine abidings because they are linked with attention given to beings enjoyment in the way beginning may they be happy because resentment and approval are near and because their association with joy is gross and he should also see their advantage in economy because it is peaceful then he should arouse equanimity, upekka, by looking on with equanimity, ajupekitwa, at a person who is normally neutral, after that at a dear person, and the rest. For this is said, and how does a bhikkhu dwell, pervading one direction with his heart endued with equanimity, just as he would feel equanimity on seeing a person who was neither beloved nor unloved, so he pervades all beings with equanimity. Therefore, he should arouse equanimity towards the neutral person in the way already stated. Then, through the neutral one, 
he should break down the barriers in each case between the three people, that is, the dear person, then the boon companion, and then the hostile one, and lastly himself. He should cultivate the sign, develop and repeatedly practice it. As he does so, the fourth jhana arises in him in the way described under the earth kasina. But how then? Does this arise in one in whom the third jhana has already arisen on the basis of the earth kasina, etc.? It does not. Why not? Because of the dissimilarity of the object. It arises only in one in whom the third jhana has arisen on the basis of loving kindness, etc., because the object is similar. But after that, the versatility and the obtaining of advantages should be understood in the same way as described under loving-kindness. This is the detailed explanation of the development of equanimity. I think I'll suggest that we stop there because I mean, we could go further, but it's a good break and the next section, pretty sure we can finish it next week. I'm so sorry that I was late at the time wrong. I thought it was an hour earlier and I didn't pay attention. It's totally my fault. I'm so sorry. I apologize to Bhante and everyone. It's okay. Glad to have you. Good that you actually made it. Thank you, Bhante. Bhante, uh, I have a question regarding equanimity. What is the major difference between the equanimity described here and the equanimity you um, feel when you are doing vipassana meditation? This one has beings as the object. That one has sabhava dhamma as the object. I see. It's important to remember this, these ones all have a conceptual object. It's ubeka here is towards beings. You're thinking specifically these beings, you know, kama, kama sakat, how does it go? Kama yoni, kama sarana, kama pati sarana. They, these people have their karma as their, uh, as their heirs, you know, as their, no? their, their heirs to their kama. Their kama is their kama bandhu, they are tied to their kama. So it's it's specifically dealing with equanimity towards beings in the sense that not feeling uh, upset because they're suffering and not feeling angry because they're evil and that kind of thing. Looking at them with equanimity, just saying, you know, really there's no reason getting upset. It all works out according to cause and effect. It's part of nature, basically. So you're looking at beings. It's It's not like... In Vipassana, where you're seeing things out of equanimity because you've seen them as impermanent suffering and non-self, and therefore you don't uh, judge them. You don't. You see that that's useless. Why would I judge things that are totally not worth putting, sticking my nose in, and getting involved in? I see. Thank you. Sadhu Bhante. Thanks, everyone. Sadhu, thank you. Sadhu Bhante. Sadhu Bhante. Thank you. Sadhu Bhante. Sadhu Gana. Sadhu Gana.
Gana means group, so I say to all of you, Sadhu Gana. Oh, nice. Thank you. Thank you. Sadhu Pante. Bye, all. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye. Have a nice week. <laughs>